All right, choose your race. Catman. <laughs> All right, we got Catman Barbarian, Catman Rogue. I'm the Scatman. <laughs> it's like, well, now I understand why there are furries. Because I'm a Catman. Greetings, listeners! Welcome to episode 33 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV shows with a fine-toothed laser. I'm The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal, your other host. And this week on the Laser Comb Podcast, we are continuing on with our uh, our current uh, Patreon-themed month. So the theme of this month uh, is we are uh, reviewing shows as chosen by our Patreon subscribers at uh, the $10 and up tier. So if you want to get on, in on that in a future Patreon-themed month, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, this week, we are reviewing our... Uh, a uh, long-time listener and uh, Patreon subscriber, Cone Killer Confusor. Woo! Woo! Uh, we are reviewing his pick this week, and uh, his choice was the 2011 uh, Thundercats series. <laughs> Thundercats was a uh, animated series in the 1980s. I never watched it. Uh, I was aware of it, of its existence when I was a child, but I big same, big same. But, but uh, I just never watched it for uh, whatever reason. Um, and uh, this uh, this series aired in uh, 2011. It uh, lasted one season. It was a remake of the 1980s cartoon. And um, yeah, uh, this week we are reviewing. Uh, Episode six, as always, we put the show through the uh, random number generator and landed on episode six, which was Journey to the Tower of Omens. And, and you're not going to forget that because they mentioned the Tower of Omens and the Book of Omens numerous times throughout the episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, it originally... And the, the Sword of Omens and the Gem of Chitara and the... There's a lot going on. <laughs> and the eye of uh, Agamotto and... Uh, the eye the... of the tiger. I'm surprised <laughs> there's not a gem in this episode called the eye of the tiger. You that... can make so many cat jokes with this show. You right? could, and uh, I'm sure we will over the course of, uh, oh, uh, of this coming. episode. Oh, they're coming. Uh, uh, this episode of Thundercats originally aired on uh, August 26, 2011. 11 years ago now. I was going to say, I was like, wow, 2011 is... Wait. That's just... That's as close to 2000 as it... <laughs> as it is now. That, no! That, that, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> 2011 I... was as close to the year 2000 as 2011 is to now. Jesus Christ. That means 2000, the year 2000, was just as close to the release of Skyrim. As we right. are to the release of Sky, make Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> now they're Microsoft too... owns Bethesda now, so now they're too they're too busy working on Starfield and delaying it. Shit got delayed recently. I swear to God, give me Starfield again. 
<laughs> or give me Elder Scrolls Six. And then uh, Fallout Five. Stop just releasing different editions of yes of Skyrim. <laughs> Stop repackaging Skyrim on like every like I I'm sure like smart fridges can run that shit at this point. <laughs> I've you... seen a video. It's probably people hacking it. You know, yeah, like oh. changing the yeah, card yeah. and and whatnot. But I've seen it run on like those high end big stainless steel smart fridges. Yeah. Or they were lying and they were playing a video or streaming to it. Well, someone undoubtedly has put Doom on it because people put Doom on everything. On I've everything. seen. Don't I, scientific I, calculators run Doom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've seen like big like office like printers and fax machines like the little like LCD screens that are on them. I've no. seen people running Doom on those. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, so, like I said, I. Uh, what, I, I never watched the original Thundercats when I was a kid, aware of its existence, but just uh, just uh, never really checked it out. Maybe saw an episode here and there, but uh, I, I don't remember anything about it. Um, and uh, I, I got to be honest, uh, I didn't even know that the show was remade back in uh, 2011. So, well, here, here we are. Big same. Yeah, we were yeah. both like, oh, what did what did Cone Killer Confusor choose? And we were like. There's a 2011 Thundercats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's when you go back to it, it. It's like when you um when you start deep deep diving into the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise, and it's like, oh, I remember that you know the cartoon from the 80s to the 90s, and it's like, oh and yeah, yeah, like a one in the 2000s. It was like yeah, like an er graphics, yeah, yeah, like an early like 2003 or something. But then you look, and it's like, no, there have been fucking so many Ninja Turtles cartoons. In There's the... been more Ninja Turtles since we stopped watching Ninja Turtles than there have been in yeah. our <laughs> pre-adult lives. Yeah. Which is weird because our millennials that were into gaming and pizza and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, they had, like, an advertising deal with Pizza Hut. They were in yeah, every yeah. commercial. If, if it was, like, after-school television, you could not see... A TMNT, a toy commercial, right? Commercial for the show or product or like Pizza Hut. It was, man, it was it was everywhere. Yeah, Ninja it Turtles. It made me want to go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> uh, do you remember? Um, speaking of Pizza, Hut, do you remember when they first introduced uh, this? This is completely off topic, but do you remember when they first introduced uh, stuffed crust pizza and like the the ad campaign for it? The commercials were all like. Like one of them had, uh, uh, I think it was Ringo Starr on it, and he was like, <laughs> "Yes, and we eat our pizza crust first. <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. Was that Ringo Starr though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. As um, a kid, I it's just a British dude, right? Well, I mean, uh, Ringo Starr was also uh, the original Mister Conductor on Shining Time Station. Yeah, see, I I wouldn't have known that. For, uh, for a little while, and then he was replaced by George Carlin, who I think was more memorable in that role. Yeah, I didn't even know he George Carlin wasn't always in that role. Yeah, I think for the first couple of years of Shining Time Station. Uh, funny enough, too, I found out uh, uh, not a uh, little while ago when I was talking to some uh, British friends of mine, uh, uh, Thomas and friends, um, the, the Shining Time Station framing device is something exclusive to PBS, North America. So they took really? episodes of Thomas and Friends and added the whole like uh, 
uh, narrative framing device of Shining Time Station with Mr. Conductor and all of that uh, onto pre-existing episodes of Thomas and Friends. The Shining Time Station is just a North American thing. Huh. Wild, right? That That is a little wild. It reminds me of um, uh, MXC, I think it was called. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah, Extreme on Spike. Elimination Challenge. Yeah, on Spike TV back in the but day. It, it was something like uh, Takeshi's Castle or something like that. Yeah. And those were like heavily edited for like a North American audience too. So now I'm I'm wondering what like weird different versions we got then. Right. Then, yeah. <clears throat> you lied to me. It's like when somebody uh when I was a teenager was like, oh well, Sailor Moon isn't Sailor Moon because in the original Sailor Moon, like this character and this character are gay. And they oh, like, heavily change it. Yeah, I remember reading about that uh when I was a teenager actually in Wizard magazine, them talking about the uh uh the uh, uh lesbian relationship in uh the japanese sailor moon yeah uh, anyway uh to get anyway let's circle back to thundercats uh so we're talking about heterosexual cat relationships uh <laughs> yes 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 we are yeah yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get into that more too uh, uh pretty soon here oh yeah <laughs> Uh, so the episode opens with uh, the main dude. Uh, I think his name is Lionel. Lionel Junior. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just Lionel. Lionel Convoy. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so Lionel is—he's um, uh, got a sword, and he's essentially trying to open his third eye. Oh, he's trying to open his third eye. Basically, there's a gem in this sword, and it gives him true sight. Yeah. But um, it's not really working and yeah. um the rest of his crew um their names are chitara uh panthro is like the the big grizzly guy and oh the um, the big gray dude yeah yeah the big gray dude um, so the the big gray dude i don't know who voices like i don't know the name of the guy who voices him but right. the guy who voices him um do you remember the 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 clerks cartoon that only lasted six episodes it yeah. would always it would always open with a like like uh, uh, dubious disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And so the guy who voiced that is uh, very whatever his name is. The but the guy who voiced those that opening disclaimer at the beginning of every episode of the Clerks cartoon is the guy who voices this big gray dude. So anytime he would speak, that's all I could think of. Oh, it, it's the same. It's the same, same dude. Guy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and uh, so what are they? It's it's Panthro, a deep voiced guy, uh, Chitara, and Tigra. Really creative. Um, they took li big liberties naming uh, these uh, these cat people. Uh, to, I, I mean, to be fair, like these are these are all characters from an '80s cartoon that was probably created to oh, sell I'm toys. Not, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I mean, like we review Beast Wars, and their names are literally like Rhinox and. <laughs> and cheetor and rat yeah. trap so these are actually a little bit more imaginative than what we're used to <laughs> uh, uh yeah what, fair yeah yeah and so what are we uh what are, they're sitting on like a tank their car and they're just kind of watching him and they're like uh give him give him time you know he's gotta get his confidence back because we mentioned this is like 
early on in the first season and uh yeah yeah they're 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 giving him time and eventually chitara uh yeah tits mcgee uh shows up on screen behind him to give him a pep talk and um let me tell you i uh was go on I was not prepared for how hot I was going to find a sexy cat lady here. No? Uh, no. And as, as, I'm wa- as I kept watching the, the episode, I, the, I started getting this nagging thought in my head, like, is this, is this how people become furries? Because I... uh, 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 to, to, to spoil, uh, to, to skip to the end of like uh if i would tune in next week um well uh uh sexy cat lady is enticing enough for me and here's the thing because we're used to reviewing uh anthropomorphized uh gals and gals and guys um i grew up seeing i grew up seeing black arachnia okay Didn't make you want to fuck spiders, but <laughs> um, that was the balance, right? Yeah, that, that was the thing. If she was like a cat, right, or like a, a, a mammal of some kind, maybe you would have flipped over to to furrydom. Possibly, you hate spiders, but I, but the I, black arachne is hot, and it that pendulum was in balance, and you didn't make the trends, <laughs> you yeah. didn't make the jump to, to furry. <laughs> or leggy i i've never heard of or met anybody that uh is into that but yeah let's call them furries but um chitara um she comes up behind uh Lionel, speaks in a raspy voice um lidded eyes there's a lot of stuff going on there and um it's either it's that will they won't they like dangling the carrot or again this is the only episode we watched it's already established that they're partners and based on the kids reaction um yeah i i think they are but yeah she's speaking into his ear and she's like relax it's okay um not being able to use your sword happens to everyone (laughs) and and indeed (laughs) there are two children that run up i guess they're kids and this and they're like what are you doing and they're like "Ooh, you guys are smooching that's what adults do yeah um and he says to the kids no we weren't kissing we were just trying to get my sword to work i i know i i burst out into laughter when i heard that i was like i was like that that they're not even trying that double entendre that double entendre like that that can't be an accident no no that is so direct (laughs) We're just trying to get my sword up, you know? We're just trying to get my sword to work, you know? <laughs> That's all. Um, anyway, she she gives them the... Uh, she, she gives the kids a rundown of this... Um, <laughs> of this ancient order that made a book so powerful. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the Book of Omens. The Book of Omens that it could... It has everything to do with the past and everything that has yet to come available to it, but under the wrong hands, this could be pretty bad. Right, it, it, it's a book that uh, grants you what uh, the, the whatever you need to defeat your enemy. Yeah, whatever I, you need, 
Um, I'm dead. I'm just answers. Uh, listeners, I just went and saw um, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness yesterday, and th- there, there's a book in that movie with th- that's summarized as being, uh, uh, yeah, it, it'll give you whatever you need to defeat your enemies. And essentially, it's you know, it, it's vague enough that everybody's after it, but they they don't know technically what is in it. Yeah, it's just there's information so important that an entire nation went to war over it, and this nation set people off to go to the the journey to the center of the earth to hide it through mm. waterfalls. They made D and D traps that we're going to get into. Um, you know, the, I, was, I was I was expecting dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, the the Book of Omens housed in the Tower of Omens. On the mountain of omens, in the dungeon uh, of omens, in the dungeon of omens, in the land of omens, there's, the... there's a lot of omens <laughs> on the planet of omens. Oh god! The the planet omen star, <laughs> omen star Percy I eight. <laughs> um, uh. but what's going on here is they're all like, "Well, that's weird," and then we cut the snarf. Snarf's different than I remember. Um, instead of being an annoying, like, fat little mascot, yeah, it's kind of an adorable, like, just little mascot that makes, like, cute cat sounds. Hmm, yeah. Much better design from the 80s. Uh, yeah, I only know of Snarf, uh, because I think there was an episode of Family Guy where they made fun of him. I know of Snarf because of Imagination Land in South Park. Snarf, oh, okay. snarf, and so I'm most familiar with that. Uh, but this snarf, I like so, this snarf. So, so snarf is like a um, uh, I, based on what you're you're telling me, I'm getting the impression that the original snarf is something of a scrappy do or batmite in terms of being an annoying character. Yes, but a, a little less involved with the plot and just kind of on the side to go snarf, snarf. Mm. Are you sure that's a good idea? Way less annoying than Scrappy Doo. Oh, okay. It's just he's just a fat like little dude, but in oh, this okay. it's like a little uh, cat monkey creature. Way mm. way better. Uh, All right. Not, what was up with that in the eighties and nineties, particularly the nineties, having annoying? Uh, I like, I've actually, characters. Uh, I actually listened to a uh, uh, an episode of Cancelled Too Soon recently, a podcast I really like, which I was yeah. even on an episode of. <laughs> um, but they were talking about a uh, it was a cartoon from the seventies. It was I think it was called the the New Adventures of Batman and Robin. Uh, but it it actually it it was a sequel of sorts to the '60s Batman show and had the voices of Adam West and uh, Burt Ward as Batman and Robin. Okay. Okay. Um, but and uh, the, there's a character in that a character from the comics too. But uh, there's a character in that show uh, named uh, Batmite, who is a this little like chubby like little like interdimensional being who wears a loose fitting Batman costume. Who is just a really big fan of Batman, and he's and and so on that they they were talking about on that episode of Cancel Too Soon. They were talking about that trope of having like annoying little creatures. That was really common in seventies and eighties cartoons. Ew! What the heck is this? <laughs> Are Ew. you? Did you look I've up a picture of that? I just looked it up, listeners. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I how know. How did I not know this existed? 
I, I knew of the character Batmite. Um, I don't really know a lot about it, but uh, but but yeah, on that that episode of uh, the podcast, they were talking about the uh, trend in cartoons in the seventies and eighties, in particular, of just having annoying, like an annoying, like little creature or uh, supporting character, a and little what, annoying mascot. Yeah, a little annoying mascot, and what they speculated was that um maybe the the idea behind it was people who made the cartoons wanted older kid like older kids who are watching it to kind of relate to it in terms of having like an annoying like younger sibling who's always hanging around to to hit those um the the different age range yeah so right so that kid could shut up and watch the show with their their sibling yeah yeah and the 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 older kid who is watching it will will be like man that 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 that's just that's just like have my annoying little brother over here he like won't shut up and won't go away oh i see what you're saying so that to yeah. the older kids can relate to having an annoying kid that wants to do things with them all day every yeah. day yeah and then the 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 younger kid who is watching can relate to always being like, and small and annoying <laughs> being small and annoying <laughs> and wanting to like hang out with like your cool older sibling well i gotta say thundercats um at least the the newer one uh not only is snarf not annoying um i really like it particularly a certain screenshot i took uh, <laughs> later in the episode that actually killed both uh siege and i yeah, it's gonna it, it's gonna be the episode art for uh, uh, for this uh, so this episode of the podcast. The body, the 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 bulk of this episode is easy to talk about in in quick uh, mentions. Um, it's a it's a pretty cool D and D dungeon. It's a D and D campaign, and I mentioned uh, to Cal in the the preamble. I'm like, the, this episode felt like a D and D campaign, like straight up. And it, I don't mean that in a bad way. No. It, even in the slightest. It, but I got mad, like, D&D uh, campaign vibes oh, I'm from stealing, it. Oh, I'm stealing things for this. <laughs> from, from this nice. for my game. Absolutely. <laughs> Shamelessly. Nobody's watched this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, they're going across. They enter this, like, dungeon because Snarf had knocked a bunch of fruit down and vines. And they found a secret entrance. Mm. So Snarf won... Sort of omen zero. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the end of this long bridge, which uh, is the pit of uh, spikes for Mortal Kombat. Right. Um, just way too many spikes. Like, the bridge is like six feet wide, but yeah. the room is like 300 feet wide, full of spikes. I'm like, who's going to fall on the spikes <laughs> 200 feet off <laughs> the bridge? <sighs> and I guess above the bridge, going towards the locked door on the other side, are a bunch of keys hanging from like threads or wires. Right. Seems like a lot of work was put into it. And uh, of course, what do they do? They're like, oh, I see. Well, we don't have time to try all these keys. So um, Chitara uh, knocks them down. Uh, she has like um, Goku san's like extendable staff. Right. She's got a staff, Chitara, and it can shrink and, and go long. She she's good at making swords work and pulls enlarge and what 
What can I say? I, I, I was gonna say she, you know, she was uh, she was making my uh, my staff go long, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, to, well, to deviate onto the 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 show in general, character design, good. Oh, uh, I they all uh, look differently. Um, I really dig their armor, uh, their silhouettes, and their markings. Oh, I I I gotta say, I fucking loved the animation style in I, this. Like I the animation going great. to not like it. It's kind of great. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I yeah. love the look of this show and the look of the characters. It's there's a happy medium between anime and western animation that yeah. I call like the, I've mentioned this on Lasercomb um podcast like multiple times before, but that kind of like um western like take on anime right. that's like streamlined. Yeah. Like in flash and then like vector format and um the shading in this like you know the one tone shading and all the silhouettes uh the very solid black line art of it i i dig it i would go and see these guys live if they came to a punk show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and indeed um i quick google search revealed like it's it's pretty easy to recreate a lot of their their face paint a lot of their their looks right yeah and like you said like hey it's probably toys. Why would they make a show and not try to get a, a toy licensing deal, right? Well, and uh, uh, I, I I don't know if um, the original show was based on a toy line or not, but like most cartoons... That was the, the trend, right? Most, most cartoons in the 80s were just uh, half-hour toy commercials. Yeah. Like, that. that's... It has to be. I. The original, it it had to have been. There there had to have been a toy. It had to have been based on a toy line. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what what's happening here? Our gargoyle guy is like, we don't have time to try all those keys. And yeah. then Chitara does anyway. <laughs> and of course, because this is a D&D dungeon, the first tri- key she tries. Um, well, guess what? Now the bridge from the entrance is like, rescinding what's what's the word uh it's pull going uh, shorter and shorter it's indiana re- jones uh receding towards him receding thank you yeah and um yeah uh panthro's like chitaro what have you done <laughs> <laughs> i've been waiting all episode to say that <laughs> and chitaro, what have you done <laughs> and uh much to everybody's like maybe shock uh it just keeps coming and luckily they're all really strong cats and they all just form like a human ladder they all just hang on to each other yeah yeah um way harder to do in in real life i I was gonna say i was gonna say like you you see that in movies and tv quite a bit and i I can't imagine for the life of me that the per, especially the person at the the top who is holding on. I can't oh, I imagine say. realistically. I can't imagine they would be able to hold all of that weight for like, like five people, like oh, man. even more than like a second or two. I can hold my own weight, like limp, not pulling yeah. myself up and down. I I can't do pull ups to to save my life. I can hold my own weight, and I can pull myself up from a ledge laboriously <laughs> you know what I mean like and so I couldn't even imagine like four more guys hanging off of me and be like I, well it's nice I, knowing you 
<laughs> yeah. so, long, so long, gay Bowser. <laughs> so it, it's you or me, little buddy. <laughs> Come on, let go. Kick them in the face. Uh, uh, but they're, they're cat people with extreme athleticism, as we will. We go, oh boy, do we get to see a lot more cat people athleticism. Uh, but the little the little cats, the, the, the children amongst the group, um, they climb up and they're like, why use a key when we could just like pick the lock? Yeah. And that, indeed, on their first attempt. Yeah, that 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 made me chuckle. They they pick the lock and it's like maybe they should have stopped and talked for 10 seconds. And as a as a DM, <laughs> yeah, uh, a dungeon master, um, let me tell you how accurate this is <laughs> to an actual game of D&D where it's just like, you know what could have prevented this? Just turning and being like, hey, does anyone have any idea how to get in? But nope. Uh, well, Anyways, the door opens. While this is going on, too, there's um, there's an evil wizard guy. We forgot to mention, we yada, 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 the best part. There's an evil wizard, and that's when it's revealed that the world is not only magical and full of D&D traps, it's sci-fi. And it's like high tech. He has a car that looks like if you took the tumbler from the I Dark Knight and put it in Mummies Alive. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got like this big like face on it. I dig it. it was, no, it was fucking dope looking. But like while I was watching it, I'm like, so it's the tumbler in by way of Mummies Alive. Yeah. Remember Mummies Alive, listeners? Remember Mummies Alive? We only mention it every other episode. <laughs> we will undoubtedly review oh, an episode we've of it. We've talked about it so much that it's become part of the laser comb like mythos yeah. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, so what's the next D&D trap? Uh, it's, it's pretty stereotypical like Skyrim, like Dungeons right. and Dragons. Uh, there's a hallway. They walk. Um, Panthro is like, oh, easy peasy. Now we just have to look out for traps. Blades come out, almost hit them. Um, and their solution is, uh, this is when I was watching and I was like, I think I know why Christopher's gonna, gonna like <laughs> this. Uh, their solution to getting through this trap, sending the hot one to just run really fast. <laughs> and, and indeed, <laughs> and yeah. indeed, her thing is that she has supernatural speed and they're yellow, like, flash lines you know how flash leaves that red streak behind them so that the viewer can, it's like hockey hockey coverage highlights yeah there's like a an aura or a glow applied to it and, yeah uh, just a mo motion blur behind a motion blur so that the 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 viewer can can follow it and uh she gets to the end and activates some sort of mechanism or whatever and all the blades stop and one of one of the guys is like staring at her and he's like, wow. And is uh I think it's Lionel. And Panthro is like, oh, uh like eyes on the prize or something like that, like nudges him. Um there's really? lots of you couldn't, really like you couldn't get your sword to work earlier? Couldn't What's get wrong your with sword you? to work? And um <laughs> Couldn't get your sword like, up? Because like... let me tell you, my sword is uh, activating right about now. <laughs> and indeed, it's not that she just runs fast through the traps. This is why I knew Chris Christopher would freaking like this. Um, the camera lingers on her doing acrobatic splits. And yeah, 
she's athletic, folks. She she's athletic and she shows midriff and she wears tight leather, uh, low rise pants. <laughs> yeah, that and, I, uh, has a. Uh, uh... I, I swear her like like her uh, they emphasize her they they, emph a lot. they they emphasize her her cleavage a lot um, but I swear like the line of the the opening of her shirt like goes down further and further as the episode goes on maybe it was just wishful thinking it's wishful thinking because <laughs> as he th as Christopher thinks that her her cleavage is and by the way they do animate her chest like a lot that's why before we started uh, recording this episode we were like. Is this for kids? No. Or is this for kids this, and this, furries? This, <laughs> I, I think this show is for, because uh, this was 2011, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I feel like this show was made for people who are kids watching the original. And have grown up to be and, furries. And have grown up. And have grown up to become furries as adults. And that's, that, that's who, this is, who this is made for. Well, you know what? Um, so we got. You know I'll save it for the end. Yeah. So, so we got sexy cat lady in tight leather, uh, uh, open mid physics better than like dead or alive games. Blonde hair, <laughs> great great tits with fantastic uh, uh, bre breast physics as he feisty, fi feisty. Um, I has kind of a raspy voice. I'm like I said, this is how people become furries, folks. <laughs> Live on air. Christopher is discovering something about himself, people. Uh, it only took 37 years. Only took 37 years, but we 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 got there. <laughs> See, the uh, more and more you realize that because I remember like 4chan, yiff in hell, furries, and like it being this big, like terrible thing. The more and more you become comfortable with it, when somebody calls you a furry and you go lol, and you don't, you just shrug it off, that's when you've like crossed the line. Doesn't mean you're a furry, it's that you have now crossed the line into accepting that it's okay. <laughs> Yes, I, 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 for the record, I'm generally a, uh, I try to be a kink positive person. I'm That's very, right. very much like, uh, as long as everyone is of age, consenting, and no one gets hurt, uh, go for it. You do you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, there, what's the, the behind the scenes plot? There's some goblins, there's an evil wizard, and there's a lantern. With a good wizard trapped inside, right? Yeah. Um, there, the bad guys have the good wizard, and they try to torture or or coerce the good wizard trapped inside this magic lantern into showing uh, where the book of omens is. And, and indeed, it works. And he even um, when they he's when like, he... "You'll never torture me into telling you." And then they torture him, and he he tells. Yeah, and when when the when the evil wizard holds up the lantern with good wizard's uh, uh, spirit in it, he's like, "Sorry, guys, I I I told him where to find you." Yeah, sorry, sorry, bro. He's like, "Sorry, <laughs> we can't." I'm stuck in the lantern. What do you What do you, what you want gonna, from me? What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? And uh, when we cut back to the party in uh, the next room, uh, despite the fact it's a D and D dungeon filled with traps, right? Um. There's a fountain full of gold and the children run over and they go, Ooh, treasure. Yeah. 
you could have stopped them like a couple seconds sooner. I mean, you're you're in a dungeon full of traps, but only yeah. after they start playing with the water, reaching for the gold coins, does Lionel go, wait a second. Hey, wait, don't touch anything. It's a trap. And indeed, it's a trap. Uh, but this time, it's like when they disturb the surface of the water, there's a laser going down on it, and it disrupts the laser, which activates a lion face. Yeah, yeah, the the reflection of the light like kind of moves hits across the, the wall, and it hits the eyes of this like lion bust. I, that's kind of cool. Like I said, I'm stealing this. Yeah, DD <laughs> King, and um. I thought maybe it was going to start shoot, shooting uh, lasers or eye lasers. Activate. I, okay, people. <laughs> I was hoping for some eye lasers, and you you don't know how excited I was when the <coughs> eyes of the statue of the lion on the wall started to glow, and I was like, "Are they going to have to like Mission Impossible like dodge <laughs> eye lasers?" Actually, the room just starts filling with water. See that that'll be your D and D campaign. Save oh, that, yeah, yeah. Save that for your D and D campaign. Yeah, that one's that one's going away. <laughs> Eye lasers are coming. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the the big gray. I, I remember this uh, scene because the uh, the big gray guy uh, uh, starts panicking because he's like, I, I he he mentions that he can't swim. So. Uh, yeah, at all. And then um, when he tells them that, um, Lion-O, with the rest of them, because he's off on a ledge, right? like a cat, like trying to stay away from water, everyone else is in the water, and Lion-O and the group, Tigra, Chitara, and the, the gang, they're like, oh, we'll just wait. There's a grate at the top of the ceiling. Such a trope. There's a grate at the top of the ceiling. Yeah. We'll just wait for the room to fill with water, and we'll float to the top and escape. Uh, would wouldn't would it be this fun? guy just said he can't swim? <laughs> <laughs> but also, wouldn't it be like imagine that being your plan, and then getting to the top and finding out that oh, the grate is actually like rebar cemented. that is like cemented in, in, and it's like oh shit! Wow, we should have spent the last five minutes coming up with a, a better <laughs> with a better plan, plan. yeah. <laughs> and um, like shocker, guess what doesn't come out easily. The grade at the top of the <laughs> at the top of the room, but um, there's like a weird. This is a fast-paced show, and I feel it could have benefited emotionally if it slowed down a bit. But you can't. You give and take. Right. Yeah. You yeah. either have the plot progress fast, or you have it be boring to younger audience and slow down and talk about emotional stuff, or yeah. linger on emotional scenes. And indeed, when as they're floating upwards uh panther is like well this is the end guys <laughs> and he just starts sinking yeah he sinks he sinks to the bottom and it's like um oh lino he... tries to save him but as he's swimming down oh right right he he swims down and then sees him like sink to the bottom and then he just gives up and swims back up he realizes like, he can't hold his breath and he just swims back up he just swims back up and he's like well he's dead he, this <laughs> We're not even exaggerating. <laughs> Lionel swims back to the top and he's like, guys, Panthers, he's gone. And I'm like, you don't try too hard. Yeah, right? He gave what up. If, like, we established that Chitara fast. is really athletic. Could someone else go and save him? By the way, 
Lino, you held your breath for like six seconds. Yeah. And I know cats aren't great in like water, but like maybe take a bigger breath. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, I did my part. (laughs) Comes to the surface. I gave gave it the the old college try. (laughs) I gave it the old maximal try. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Pour one out for. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know who can hold their breath? Panthro, apparently. Yeah, the guy who odd, can't swim. Because he can't so, swim. He sinks to the bottom and he sees like a hatch <laughs> at the bottom and he looks over and just like smiles. I love that that shot. He just looks over <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, why are you smiling? What if that, let's say he gets the, the hatch open. He does. Yeah. Let's say he swims through whatever tube that that is. He does. Let's say it miraculously comes out above the room. I'm not sure how physics works, but usually that's not that's not yeah. how uh, water uh, rises. But uh, you know, there's counter pressure and stuff, so maybe it pushes him through the tube a little bit, and right. uh, he gets out on the other side. Uh, let me gasping. tell let me tell you, as someone who can't swim, um, when you that sink, sounds pretty horrifying, huh? Wait. He is uh, unrealistically calm for someone who can't swim and sinks to the bottom. He's falling like this, like with his arms like limp, and he's sitting on the bottom, like calmly looking around. No, man. <laughs> no, no. You would be kicking and screaming and no, slashing. Is, yeah, like I said, as someone who can't swim, like if you end up like under deep underwater, because it's happened to me, um, un, ungodly terror. Like you, you are not sitting at the bottom. Which makes your heart rate go fast, which makes you use oxygen faster, which. Yeah. This guy made peace with death way too soon. (laughs) You are not sitting at the bottom. Lion-O made peace with him dying. (laughs) (laughs) This guy made peace with him being like, well, I had a good run. Like Buddhist levels of calm sinking to the bottom there well this is my fate like literally he's just like sinking and he's like hey there's a hatch cool sweet and so (laughs) i guess i'm not dying today i'm not dying today (laughs) and indeed he gets to the the tube on the uh that leads to the room right above it coincidentally and he calmly walks over to the grate where he sees the, the claws and the fingers of all of his friends drowning. Uh, don't Take your time. Just walks <laughs> over to it. And um, effortlessly, which makes me wonder, like, were the others not strong? Or I guess when if you try to lift it, because you just push yourself underwater? Because the guy just True, grabs yeah, the grate yeah. and, like, Ugh! and tosses it to the side. And this is where I actually, like, died laughing. <laughs> if you pause it on this mark they're not there like uh, uh, scrambling for air when he moves it all of them are clustered together in this <laughs> little square and they're just looking up at him with <coughs> calm like satisfied faces <laughs> like yeah siege is using it as the, the as show the show art him. yeah and what especially kills me is like if you look in like the bottom corner if you look at snarf <laughs> like <laughs> face like that's a fucking mood right there snarf has this like little cat face on him and he's just like 
staring like intensely. Yeah. Not as if he's glad he's alive. Not as if it's kind of all like, what took you? I, I, I feel like that face is just dying to be a reaction meme. It, it's it looks like a meme. Yeah. Yeah. It, like you said, it's a mood, that cat face. There's a lot captured there. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. Yeah, like uh and they're all just like cal- very calmly, neutrally, like smiling. And I'm like, Y'all weren't worried you were gonna die? You just thought this guy died. <laughs> and they're like, Hey, thanks, buddy. I'm like, we're not going to linger on this, like, death-defying, like, harrowing emotional moment. And, uh, and, and line, I was probably just thinking, boy, it's a good thing I gave up on you. <laughs> good thing I let you die. Anyways, let's go. And they, <laughs> and they run to the end of the dungeon. Like, actually, like, joyfully run. And uh, there's some cool lion. They, they emerge on the side of a cliff, a mountain. And the, it's a giant, the giant door, by the way, 40 feet tall, way bigger than that. Must have been made by giants. Um, it's and the cliff edge. It makes a lion face, which is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like a, a giant, like, derp face or a, a yawning lion. And um, they reach the lands between. Uh, journey to the center of the earth. Uh, this is the uh, the Tower of Omens, correct? Uh, e- the big, uh, the, the, the big waterfall. The, the, yeah, oh, okay. something. Maybe? Uh, yeah. And they're like, oh man, there's a whole other like land out here in jungle. We'll never find it. And uh, oh, Chitara's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. So, yeah, yeah. So they go through the, um, uh, yeah, so they, they go through the, the, they find these big doors behind the waterfall and they go through. And, and that's where it is. Yeah, yeah, because the sword gets to work. Chitara, like, you know, touches him in a special place and he's all like i have the power by the power of gray skull <laughs> oh wait wrong show um i am erect and, <laughs> uh the sword he gets his sword working and uh, he he finds out there's another D trigger to get to the tower behind the waterfall I actually laughed out loud when uh, when they open these bit this big the these big double doors and go through and it's just like another like valley of like nothing right <laughs> i'm like behold my lol. behold the field upon which i grow my fucks <laughs> oh god yeah it's a big troll move uh but no no the the tower is there and it's behind a waterfall but yeah it's like haha we did it we're finally what it's just like a thousand yeah. miles of wilderness. It's a very wop wop moment. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so is the end of the episode too. When we get there, I, the end of the I episode. I love that so much. The I end of the episode it. is a fucking uh, Price is Right fail horn waiting to happen. So they get to the tower and they're like, "Hey, how do we get up?" And they're like. There's no stairs. There are just all these cat posts. <laughs> Good thing we're cats. <laughs> because indeed, if you were playing a D&D game, the, this would be a pickle. You'd have to spelunk, use ropes, help each other up. But you, you know how they get up? 
Shitara just runs really fast. <laughs> you know how cats run and jump on a couch and go yeah. sideways and use their momentum to propel themselves around the 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 couch? I have seen a cat scale up the side of a building onto a balcony doing that. The really? Yes. Um back when I was I was maybe like 12 years old. Um we had a balcony that was I think maybe about 12 feet off the ground and our cat i watched him do this our cat like was on the ground on the the grass and was running and did that like sideways like basically like parkour almost, <laughs> uh, almost like fucking like skyrimming his way up the side of a mountain it's kind of what it looked like <laughs> that like awkward like jumping maneuver you do in uh, the just, elder scrolls games just just like mashing the jump button and hitting <laughs> yeah. any single thing you could get a foothold on. Yeah, so yeah, so this cat like ran and like was doing these series of like little like sideways jumps up up the side of the wall on a like um diagonal angle until he got onto the balcony. And it, <laughs> and it worked. It was it was impressive. Yeah, uh, the way those buildings are kind of speckled. They're they're rough. Yeah, almost. Yeah. The cats could get some grip and indeed uh it's time for uh chitara to do just that but um oh ho ho th this is such a DD game man yeah yeah i know the evil right? wizard shows up when they're about to ascend the tower yeah and he's good wizard trapped inside of the lantern is like i'm sorry my friends yeah the the tumbler comes like smashing through the wall and <laughs> really dramatically yeah yeah i'm like this guy's vehicle is way too cool for the villain the, the, this guy's vehicle—well, yes, very much so. <laughs> but this guy's vehicle, like uh, the the tumbler, feels so out of place in this world. Yeah, because this feels like a D and D, like fantasy world. But and that's here... why when it shows the flashbacks of the sci-fi parts, yeah, with like Iron Man vid windows and and like space battles with laser, I'm like, oh right, it's like a mix of fantasy and uh, like magic meets it's shadow run <laughs> there we go yeah um I, yeah i uh as i mentioned at the beginning of the episode uh, i know very little like i i'm not terribly familiar with thundercats so the um so the the things like you know the space battles and the batmobile and stuff like that felt uh, like really caught me off guard when i was watching it, it, it brings you out of it and you're like oh right there's oh technology th this Weird. isn't just advanced a, technology this isn't just a D, D fantasy world yeah and um chitara With... saves the good wizard i think uh well yeah the the lantern ends up the lantern that he's held in ends up breaking it breaks later on but he he chooses to so i'm gonna yada yada there's a fight scene the big guy um oh yeah they, chucks oh yeah the the evil wizard uh hulks out oh he he actually hulks out um i just love that the the, the uh, panthro um he has nunchucks yeah I have nunchucks. I remember making them in shop class, like all the other guys like tried to do it. Great fun. I don't know how practical they are against a wizard, but I mean, if all you have is a hammer. <laughs> I, I remember uh, uh, nunchucks were, um, they were, and it was probably, honestly, it was probably because of Ninja Turtles, but I remember when I was a kid in like the late 80s and early to mid 90s, like nunchucks were big. Like every fucking like, um, 
like apartment complex. Hell yes. Apartment building, like poor kid had nunchucks. Yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was me the too. Apartment building, poor kid with nunchucks. <laughs> yeah, that was me too. <laughs> yeah, so there's this big dramatic battle. At, we run into the thing where it's like, oh, and then like Chitara ran fast and his flash lines behind her. And then they're fighting as they're climbing and they're all racing for the book. And it's all very cool, but can't really explain it other than it looks really cool. Uh, Chitara indeed does the cat thing and runs on the outside of the tower. Yeah. And this is the part where the where Panther's like, hey kid, your mouth's open. <laughs> right? And I'm like, I feel like Christopher can relate to to Lion Owen <laughs> in these situations. Oh yes. Uh, because yes. indeed when it, the big climactic battle at the very top of the tower comes, um Lion-O's downfall, even though he can uh, disperse the wizard's magic with his sword, he sees Chitara um get hanging off the edge and um he runs to go like block the laser for her and uh he's defeated Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of really oh geez i just paused um they really like to animate chitara kicking and doing acrobatics and her hair waving like it looks fun I'll, i'll say that i Yes, lots uh, of different angles fun. to appreciate her physique are um, <laughs> present. <laughs> I can't believe I just paused there. Uh, you get you get a uh, top cleavage, you get side cleavage, and um, what happens here? Oh, so the good wizard in the lantern sees that Lionel and the gang are going to lose, and he blows himself up. Yeah, he sacrifices himself. And this is what I don't get. He sacrifices himself and it creates this blinding light. And the evil wizard, who again is this giant demon because he hulked up, uh, he goes, oh, the light. And he transforms into a crow. And he says, I'll get the book from you, you meddling kids. And he just flies away. Yeah, he flies away as he's like, like, next time, gadget, next time. Yeah, and I'm like, did the spell wear out? Can't he just fly back now that the light is gone and <laughs> maybe he's get stuck? The book? Maybe he's stuck in bird mode. He he's stuck in beast mode for a while. Oh, he needs to re-energize. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, he ran out of energon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they win, but they lose their wizard friend, and they're like, his sacrifice was not in vain. Look, and his spark uh, before it returns to the matrix, uh, it goes and it touches the book and uh, the book descends in this grand display on a pedestal and um, Lionel gets to get he, the dungeon reward. He, he gets the reward and he opens the book and uh, is like, Ooh, well, f- first he's like, finally, um, all of the answers to everything <laughs> and all of our questions will be answered. And opens the book up. And uh, <laughs> it's it's empty. It's blank. All the pages are blank. It's blank. Um, and from this angle, yeah. And he's like, uh, "It's empty. There's nothing in it." I I burst out laughing. I was like, "What? What? what a... the, the dungeon master is such a troll." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of this shit. Can you imagine? 
being the good wizard and your spark is going to rejoin with the matrix and you're looking down and the book's just empty and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he's holding it open and it looks like um, like a collector's edition like DVD. There's like <laughs> yeah. this plastic. Do you know what I mean? Like a, or like a video game like cassette, like for Fable or something like that. It looks like there's a, a device inside instead of pages. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. It says nothing. It's empty. Dun dun dun. Bum, bum, and bum, that's bum, it. <laughs> well, at least you get to um you get get to spin the wheel. Yeah, you hear you hear that like eh, sound and Bob Barker's like, oh <laughs> <laughs> at oh, least Jesus. you get to spin. <laughs> What's that section of uh, the Price is Right called? Uh, uh, I don't know. Spinning the wheel. Just sp- spin the wheel. Uh, th- three games, spin the wheel. Three games, spin the wheel. Then you get showcase, the showdown. showcase showdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll see Lionel, Chitara, Panther on the gang uh, at the showcase showdown. Yeah. And then uh, Lionel ends up spinning the wheel and lands on five cents. And then and he's, he's like, like, I'm going to spin again. And so he spins again. And he and lands then... on a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you saw where I was going with that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine how like heartbreaking that would be? As someone who grew up and watched a lot of The Price is Right with my yeah. grandmother, seeing that happen, which would happen every now and then, it's like, yeah. Fuck, man, that's that guy's story for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the first one to spin. <laughs> when the first guy spins and he gets like five, and then he spins again and he gets 15 and he has to settle with 20, and then the other two people go over a dollar and he wins by default. Those are, those are the best yeah. people that win at like 15 or 20 cents. Yeah, <laughs> not the guy that rolled the five and the, the <laughs> dollar. So Lionel, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> uh, so that's it, folks. We uh, we watched uh, Ultimate Warrior and the, the the Ultimate Warrior and the the Cheetah Gang. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cal, you. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you watched. Uh, you you just caught a random episode of uh of Thundercats 2011. Uh, would you would you tune in next week? Um, I am actually going to check the rest of this out. I I really like this. Um, in the very least, I can appreciate uh, Chitara's ath- athleticism, and at most, I can just shamelessly rip off the dungeon traps. There you go. And adventures for my D and D games. So. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, Chitara is enough for me to, uh, to, to keep watching, but, uh, I had a lot of fun with it overall. Uh, I had a lot of fun. And even if the episode is like, eh, or whatever, the, the lousy moments in it and the screen caps <laughs> in it uh, alone are, uh, they, they go a long way. So, uh, it's a hit. All right. Uh, well. That was episode 33 of the Lasercomb Podcast.
Best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Starting at the $5 and up tier, you get uh, bonus preamble audio of this and every other show we do uh, week in and week out of us kind of just shooting the shit. You also get a monthly-ish commentary track. We just did one for uh, 1986's Highlander. That was a lot of fun. That was that was something. Uh, at the $10 and up tier, much like Cone Killer Confusor, you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of, as we just did. Uh, you also get a uh, our uh, news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight. So uh, if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at lasercomb, spelled the same way. Cal, where can they follow you on Twitter? At neocal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the episode, it is Patreon month, and we're going to keep on uh, rolling with that. So next Ooh, week, boy. next week, we're going to be covering our uh, 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 Patreon subscriber, uh, Lewis, uh, pitched us uh, Detroit Metal City. Detroit Metal City, oh, which is a show. It, it's an anime uh, from the uh, mid 2000s uh, that uh, I actually remember seeing an episode or two of back yeah. in the day. Yeah, me too. It was at a time block where I never watch watched it, but I remember it. All right, so uh, there weren't uh, per Wikipedia. There were apparently only twelve episodes. I, I huh. thought I thought there was more. But I guess not. So uh, one random number between 1 and 12 at the old random number generator. And here we go. 11. 11. <laughs> the penultimate 11. episode. Hip Hop 1 slash Hip Hop 2. Oh. Uh, somewhat ironic for a show called Detroit Metal City. But uh, well, Oh, I see. The episodes are like punk and yeah. masochist and... Pigs hip-hop and slash drug <laughs> <laughs> uh pig slash drug sounds like a uh a yeah drug. we missed it <laughs> that sounds like one week we would have liked <laughs> that, that sounds like a night on grinder oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so we'll be back next week with uh episode 34 of the laser comb podcast where we're going to be talking about uh episode 11 of detroit metal city and until then i've been one of your hosts the siege and I'm NeoCal. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Rawr! I'm a scat man. I'm a scat man. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, so can you. Everybody's saying that the scat man stutters, but does and never stutter when he sings. But what you don't know, I'm gonna tell you right now that the stutter and the scat is the same thing. You're on the scat man. Where's the scat man? I'm the scat man. Why should you?
would be pleasing any politician reasons would try to cheat the seasons if they could. The state of the condition insults my intuition and it only makes me crazy and a hard like wood. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, brother, so can you. I'm the scat man. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-dee-ba! 